In a world where digital content barrels towards us at relentless breakneck speeds, where posts and memes and tweets and snaps rain down a punishing assault of attention-grabbing data, three heroic podcasters with a strong background in broadcast media are taking on the internet. Each week, we break down the trends, technology, and connections that are transforming our lives. We are Things I Found Online. Available wherever you get your podcasts. This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to BigHeadsMedia.com for more great podcasts. And now, on with the show. Hey everyone, welcome to... We're watching here! We're watching here! This is Opinionated Movie Talk with Chris and Perry. My name is Chris Williams. With me today, he is the Mike Lowry to my Marcus Burnett. <laughs> Perry Cyber. I was so happy. I've been obsessed with the uh, the Jeopardy Greatest of All Time tournament. <laughs> I have a, a big Jeopardy watcher. I was so happy when I'm walking here. Was right, an answer? Yes, was right. one of the was one of the questions one night. I was so thrilled. It's like we got a little plug. Yes, yes. <laughs> I hope they I hope they followed up with what is. We're watching here dot transistor dot fm. Uh, exactly, so. exactly. Uh, welcome back. Uh, it is the first episode of 2020. Perry, this is the first episode since September where I think we've recorded in person. I think that's true, sadly. So we are out here on my sun porch on a uh, nice balmy <laughs> Michigan night So uh, in January. There is no sun. Uh, how are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Had a lovely end of the year, uh, end of the year season. Uh, aside from a, <laughs> a, 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 a little bit of a stumble at work that put me in a sprained ankle. I remember I was, that. I was, uh, I was out of condition for a, a few weeks, but you know what? Aside from the pain, it was really nice to. Did you get a few days off work? Weeks I got off. a few weeks off oh, work. Right. It was, you had a nice holiday break. I, I it was long. Okay. It was long, which was very nice. Yes. Well, during that break, did you see anything good? Or uh, I, I had seen everything for the year, so just I watched a lot of old stuff. Okay, uh, a lot of Criterion Channel stuff. Uh, most recently, uh, this, this month, January, assuming this is going to show up in January, oh, yes. they are doing a, uh, they're doing a retrospective. Uh, okay. and there are just a couple of Paul Schrader films I'd actually never seen that I should have by this point in my life. All right. And I watched one of them for the first time just the other night and it's hardcore. His second movie with George C. Scott as the, uh, Calvinist Grand Rapids father whose daughter, uh, disappears on a trip, uh, out west and yeah. ends up doing, uh, pornographic films and whatnot. And he, okay. he, he travels to the, uh, the, the dirty, awful place that is Los Angeles to try to, to try to save his daughter. Uh, I'm glad I finally saw it. It's not among my favorite Schrader films, but I'm glad I finally saw it. I'm keeping quiet on this because that might come up a little later in this episode. Oh, interesting. Interesting. How about you? What have you been watching? Oh, gosh. I, you know, I think I got so worn down by my December, which involved a ton of homework, a ton of thesis work, voting. We voted for Detroit Film Critics, so seeing kind of everything I could for that. That I think between December 20th and today, I have watched maybe two movies. <laughs> um, like, my wife and I just watched Lego Movie 2 one night, uh, just because it was on HBO and we were bored. How is that? It's fun. It's you know, it's it's fine. I love the Lego movie. I know you I hate not. the Lego movies. Um it's good. It was a lot better on second viewing. I had kind of written it off because it's not as I don't think the humor is as clever, 
But I really like the theme to it, which is this whole idea of taking down our obsession with dystopias and oh, that's interesting. And, and it, it, it's fun. It's it's fine. Um, I saw Star Wars: The Rise of Skywalker. I still haven't as you know of this what? recording, and I will. I, you I would. know, I just... you know. Yeah, I mean, if you're a completist, I, I mean, I, I'm not. I, I, I mean to point out, I'm not avoiding it out of mm-hmm. any peak or anything. I would see it. I just haven't yet. You know, I saw it because I loved Last Jedi. I enjoyed Force Awakens. I saw this movie, uh, and I saw it <laughs> December twenty third, two days before Christmas, and. I, well, I, I sat there hearing a lot of this bad buzz going in, and I sat there, and I watched it, and I thought, no, that wasn't that bad. But the best description I heard of it was Jeff Kanata on the uh, Slash Filmcast saying, it's cotton candy. It's this thing that you think is going to be so great, and you eat it, and it's, oh, wow, I'm having cotton candy. This is great. And then it's gone. <laughs> and I, the more I thought about it, the more I just got more disappointed because Last Jedi set up... The really the opportunity to go in so many different directions with Star Wars, <laughs> but this really feels like J.J. Abrams was like, no, I knew what I wanted to do a few episodes back, so we're just kind of kind of ignore the rest of that happening, <laughs> and you just learn. But he doesn't do the math to earn his payoffs, so it's a lot of great, fun set pieces. There are moments that are designed to provoke emotion, but there's really no there there. Like it's it's such a badly scripted movie yeah uh, it, yeah but i did watch the mandalorian and finish that which is the best star wars thing i've probably seen since <laughs> the original trilogy that's what i hear from everybody and you are a disney plus agnostic i so. will not no i'm an atheist on disney plus i don't believe it exists okay but let me, <laughs> let me tempt you let me tempt you and, and for listeners i should say we're kind of coming back with the throat clearing episode we're going to explain it a little bit what we have coming up the next few weeks so we're just kind of kind of be a little over the map on this, but let me try and sell you on Disney Plus. Okay. Uh, four four hundred episodes of The Simpsons, two hundred of them good. <laughs> That's a high number. First ten seasons <laughs> of The Simpsons, all there. Not if you have it on DVD, you don't need it. But The Simpsons is great in its prime. The entire Pixar library. Okay. The ability to know you are contributing to a monopoly that is one day going to overtake us <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah, I know, I, I, I understand. There are, it, if you have sure. a choice between Criterion and Disney and you are a man without little kids in the home, I, you're going to watch Criterion more, I totally get it. I understand, and I understand that entirely. I, I, I have, it, Disney Plus is simply a product I do not want. I don't, I'm not offended by its existence. Absolutely understand. I just like to argue against it because it's fun. (laughs) (laughs) And deep down, I'm right. Fight the power. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Fight the power. Oh, but no, I don't think I saw anything else good. There's still a lot that I need to catch up on from 2019. I haven't watched Little Women yet. And I know, and it's killing me. And I just haven't, haven't, I've had the time. I just haven't had the inclination um, not because I'm anti-Little Women, but I haven't had the inclination to watch anything that isn't just vapor. Like, just taking my mind <laughs> off things. So, I also think 1917 is on our list for this weekend. All right. Um, because it just came off the Golden Globe win, and that's one I've wanted to see. Again, just, I know my brain space has not been where it needs to be to pay attention through a movie. Um, all, all I want to say uh, to wrap up 2019 is to say that, uh, and we talked about this when we recorded our best of the year mm-hmm. episode. Uh, my greatest regret is not getting to see some things twice. Cause that really is the mark for me. Like I really want to see something twice. Yeah, yeah. 
to really be able to slot it and judge it. Uh, and I, I will full me a culpa right here. I will go back and redo it if it, the, if the public demands it, Chris. <laughs> I should have had Little Women in my top ten. I should have had it in the bottom of the top ten. It's outstanding. And that was after a second viewing. I was like, oh, I screwed this up. <laughs> which, which, you know, I, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say I blame myself for it. It's just a matter of, you have to do it at some point. I hadn't seen Little Women twice yet. It's really excellent. It, it's really excellent and, and worth checking out. See, now I thought my wife would be like all over this movie because she unwinds with five hour Jane Austen adaptations. <laughs> and so I thought like this would be, like, I'd get the screener for this, and she'd be like, we need to watch this now. And I've kind of brought it up to her, and she's like, yeah, we can watch that sometime. And I finally, like, brought it up again. I'm like, we should watch Little Women. You know, I've just never been a fan of the book. And, oh. And I'm like, okay. It's going to make an um, uphill climb for the movie. i got to be honest. Did you? And I I haven't ever read the book, <laughs> but I am a fan of Greta Gerwig. And uh, so I, I, I'm interested to see that. Um, I also want to show her Parasite, uh, because <laughs> I just want to watch watch her as she watches that um so yeah that's that's been that oh also i don't know if comedy specials count as movies (laughs) i'm so glad we're gonna get to this but i i just want to give a plug for john mulaney and the sack lunch bunch on netflix (laughs) which i have been obsessed with i love that you love this so much oh my gosh i i have watched this two or three times already I have downloaded the uh, soundtrack on Netflix. I literally wake up every morning with a new song from that in my head for no reason whatsoever. <laughs> I, I have mused over the word, use of the words Aubon Pain. <laughs> Just over and over. Um, yeah, I'm assuming you've seen it. I have. We watched it Christmas Eve. We're okay. big Mulaney fans yes. in the house. Uh, my my daughters most especially. Uh, even more so than me, and I, I, I think the men's fantastic. I was good with Sack Lunch Bunch. I, I wasn't crazy about it. I really liked it. It's super entertaining. It's just a matter of that last stand-up special oh. uh, was is a, pretty much an hour and ten minutes of absolute stand-up perfection. Yeah. And so this is a placeholder for that. And as far as his weird, you know, the weird detours he'll take, you know, this to me... It wasn't as good. I didn't enjoy it as much as uh, Oh Hello okay, on Broadway, that, which I love. Okay, I and even the best of the doc- documentary now stuff, his his documentary now that he co-wrote with about the oh, the, the, the Sondheim. That, yes, I haven't seen that one it is so okay. good. That like so it's like I love that he did it. There are some huge laughs in it. I really mm-hmm. like it. I'm not in any way downgrading it, denigrating. Mm-hmm. It. I really like it. There's just no. other stuff is I like. A little more. And I was like, this is fine. I'm glad he did this. Bring on the next stand-up special. This is not going to hold me over for yeah. a year. I will say, I do not find... It, I, like, I don't know if he can do anything that tops Kid Gorgeous. Which is just... <laughs> I, I think you're right. That is... I watched that again a few weeks ago before so Second Bunch came out. It's so good. And it is just... I, I was getting mad at how good he was. <laughs> like His delivery and his energy on that is so fantastic. Uh, the hardest I have ever laughed in my life was driving to, I think I was going to my niece's dance recital, and I'm pulling into the parking lot at Macomb Community College, and I was listening to New in Town on Spotify, and he gets to the Xanax story. Uh, and I, at one point, like, I had to stop the car, just pull in the first parking space because I could not breathe. I was laughing so hard. Um, but I really like Sack Lunch Bunch just because... I love how weirdly creative it is. I love yes. the songs. Uh, those kids are 
fantastic in it. Uh, I liked its little moments of earnestness because I think they just make the darker moments stand out even more. And there's just weird gags I started getting on the second time. Like, um, Jake Gyllenhaal has a cameo yes. in it that is wonderful. But someone's addressing him afterwards as she's, she starts like, now, now dad, and it just moves on. No <laughs> one says anything except for you notice one little kid in the background just mouthing, dad. <laughs> and it's, it's okay. So. Excellent. It's not really Excellent. a movie, but it's on Netflix, and uh, I, I really recommend you check it out. It is fun. Um, I second that. We're going to next week start our best of the decade two-parter. Uh, we've been working on that for a while, and I'm excited for you to hear it. But I did want to start off the year just kind of talking about the new year and movies, and I made some film resolutions for myself I wanted to kind of put out to you and the uh, the listeners. Uh, hold me accountable to it. So, um, <laughs> Pressure's on, Chris. But yeah, before I get into that, is there anything you're looking forward to particularly in this year? It's always so weird. You know, I haven't even thought ahead. It's really hard for me to mm-hmm. focus ahead until we get through the Oscars. I still just stay hung up on the previous year. The movie year starts for me in, in, yeah. in February or March, depending on when the Oscars happen, and go to that next February or March. It's a yeah, fiscal yeah. year. Okay. It's not really a calendar year for me. So I haven't looked. I have not looked ahead. Honestly, I can't even. I know there's a new Sofia Coppola movie coming. Okay. Uh, I know that. Uh, and I'm trying to think off the top of my head of anything I know for sure that's coming that I'm super excited about. And, and nothing's coming to mind at the moment. But like I said, that's because I, I really haven't been looking ahead yet. There is, I know, I I think Paul Thomas Anderson is trying to finish his by end of next year. Uh, Wes Anderson has a new one coming out. And uh, Charlie Kaufman has one coming out in the first third of the year. Oh, okay. On Netflix. Um, it's, uh, what's it called? <laughs> I'm Thinking of Ending Things, based on a based on a novel. Uh, and it's starring Jesse Plemons. And so I'm, I'm really curious about that. All right. But no, I'm the same way. Like, yeah, it's usually once Sundance is here. That I start kind of getting an inkling of what I want to pay attention to over the next year. Because other than that, it's just, the only things you know in advance are the big, you know, studio movies. And even sure. this year, you don't have a giant Marvel movie. You don't have a Star Wars movie, which is like Nirvana for you. But uh, we'll see. It's nope. just, it's an odd year where it seems like they're all slowing down and uh, wrapping up their franchises. And that's fine. It gives me time to kind of look for how do I want to approach movies this year. Because I am kind of changing my tactics this year. I am doing a lot less writing about new movies this year, um, at least through May. I'm finishing up my uh, master's thesis, and so I kind of want to keep a lot of my writing focused on that, uh, and I don't have time to be running out to screenings or things like that. And I've enjoyed on this talking about old movies. Mm-hmm. Like I, that, that has been the most fun thing is being introduced to a lot of these movies. Like uh, All That Jazz is one I have thought about a lot that I, I love watching. Oh, great. That. So... A lot of this is focused on seeing old movies, changing the ways I see old movies. I just wanted to run them by it real quick. They hit me. So I'm excited. My first one, you will be happy to hear. All right. I am setting a resolution to use this Criterion Channel subscription. <laughs> Excellent. Um, Excellent. So a little background. I, I was a charter member like you were. Uh, I signed up early before it launched. Um, the reason I really haven't used it is because I signed up for it. The computer I was using at the time was a Chromebook. Which did not support the Criterion channel. No, it does not. That's correct. Uh, which was really frustrating because the only time way I could get the Criterion channel was on my phone, which I am not, not ideal. Do. I no, I'm not. Gonna, I'll watch a phone of a movie on my laptop. I will not watch one on my phone. So not for the first time. I'll rewatch stuff on my phone. You know, it, gladly. I don't have that. I like it hurts my eyes after a while. I oh, can okay. watch like 
I watch Rick and Morty on my phone. I uh, I, I need a TV for a movie. Um, <laughs> but so I've had this Criterion channel, and you know we have a lot of streaming systems. I love I love my Amazon. I love I, I'm starting to kind of get a little frustrated with Netflix from time to time because they don't really have a great library there. But as I think about how I want to go back and watch old movies and fill in a lot of the gaps I have because I have a lot of gaps, I'm like I have this resource right here. Yes, you do. I'm paying for it, and I have a Roku TV. Where I just download, where I download the app once we got the TV. So uh, I am I am committing three movies a month from Criterion Channel. Nice to, uh, and, and I'm not necessarily going to write about them. I'm sure maybe we'll talk about them on here sometimes. Um, but really, it's just for me, just to watch them and enjoy them <laughs> and uh, start filling in those backlogs. Um, I don't know where I'm going to start, but you had mentioned the Paul Schrader, uh, yeah, the Paul Schrader movies. I actually had that on my list that that was one I want to start with, and yeah. Hardcore is one I wanted to start with, just because hearing. Calvinist minister, uh, <laughs> you know, that's my background. I'm not a minister, but I, I grew up Calvinist. And, yes, uh, this will so, be very familiar to you. So I yes. think that's fantastic. I know Errol Morris. They have a lot of his movies yes. on there, um, which I've seen a lot, but I would love to watch Gates of Heaven again. Um, and they did a sci-fi, like a bunch of sci-fi ones. 70 on sci-fi series. Yeah, and those, mo- mo- many of those are leaving at the end of the month. You, yeah. better, you gotta get on those. Yeah, those are- so I wanna get on those. Uh, I think that's where I'm gonna start, but, uh, listeners, please let me know what I need to see. Uh, tell me your, your favorites and, uh, you know, we'll, we'll talk about them on the show, uh, in our, what we're watching segment. So I think that'll be, that'll be fun. I'm looking forward to that this year, especially once I get through master's programs and stuff and really just don't have to feel guilty about watching stuff. Excellent. So it'll be great. Uh, so my second one is I want to see more movies on the big screen, but away from like your AMCs and stuff. Okay. Um, I love my AMC Stubs Hub, Stub Hubs. Uh, I pay 20 bucks a month. I get to sit where I want. I get to cut the front of the line at the concession stand. <laughs> but, you know, where you see a movie can make a big impact on how you feel about it a lot of times. Um, it doesn't really affect the movie, but there, there's an atmosphere to that. <laughs> and the thing that kills me is that we had an Alamo draft house in Kalamazoo yes. for several years that my wife bought me a gift card for that we never used. And I have mourned that, that I have not ever been to an Alamo draft house. I've heard rumors Detroit is getting one, but that kind of comes and goes. Like, I heard it in the free press, and then I've heard nothing about it. Um, but we, we do have so many, like, great independent cinemas in Detroit. So I love the Detroit Film Theater. Yes. Uh, Detroit Film Theater is it's great. It's wonderful. Cinema Detroit is a really cool theater. Have you ever mm-hmm. been out there? I have not, but okay. I, I want to. I would love to. I don't think, now that I think about it, I haven't been to their new location, but I've been to their old one, which is in an old school, mm-hmm. which was really cool. Uh, the Maple Theater is is a really great place to go see a movie. Uh, the Michigan Theater in Ann Arbor. I love going yep. there. Uh, so I really, I want to just take more chances to go see those because they often have movies you're not going to see at the AMC and they might not be streaming, uh, for, for another year or two. So I want to do that and I want to get out and see some unique viewing experiences. Um, I get jealous every time I hear about Jaws on the Lake. <laughs> uh, I, like, yep. like I wish if I had money, I would follow, <laughs> I think Alamo does this. It's the Rolling Road Show where they show movies in locations where they took place or shot. So, like, you could go to Devil's Canyon and watch Close Encounters of the Third Very Kind. Very cool. Uh, and, and I don't know how many of those they do around here, but uh, I do want to take advantage of those when they come up. Uh, and then my third one is I want to watch more shorts, uh, which is something I don't think we've ever really talked much about shorts on here. Criterion Channel is really good for that. Yeah, I saw that. Um, so a few years ago, my neighbors and I, we went to 
the Detroit Film Theater to see the Oscar-nominated shorts. <laughs> and it was the most fun I had at the movies in a long time watching those. And you kind of left, and you, you, I mean, it's a roller coaster because you might see something that is light and funny, and then something that is just going to depress the hell out of you. Yep. But it is so much fun, and it's such a, it's a form that I just, you know, every time I see a good short, I'm like, oh, I should watch more of these, and I don't. And they're not always readily accessible, except now we have YouTube, now we have Vimeo. I know Netflix for a time would put shorts on there, like Oscar shorts. Um, I was really into a while, uh, watching virtual reality shorts. Okay. Like, like I, which is something that I considered like exploring in grad school was learning more about VR and how that's going to affect movies. And I just don't think there's enough information there yet on how it's going to work, but it's a weird thing, but it's sometimes very effective. So that's, those are my three resolutions. I will tell you that your second one reminded me of one of my, one of, a book I really love mm-hmm. uh, by Kevin Murphy. Uh, one of the voices of uh, Mr. Science Theater 3000. Okay. He wrote a book called My Year at the Movies mm-hmm. in which it was his goal for the year to see a movie projected every day. Oh, wow. And so over the course, it has all sorts of these amazing adventures, see stuff in odd places. Uh, and, and it's, it's a great book. It's a straight up diary of, of every day. Oh, awesome. And not, it's not a dry, you know, here's what I saw. It is a really, I mean, he's a very funny comedy writer. Mm-hmm. It's a really entertaining, uh, collection of stuff. My favorite being <laughs> the Thanksgiving dinner when he and his wife sneak uh, her nieces and nephews into, I forget which Pixar movie it is. It might have been Monsters, Inc. It's one of the earlier ones. With an entire Thanksgiving dinner. <laughs> it's a fabulous, fabulous piece. What is the name of the book? Uh, My Year at the Movies. My Year at the Movies. Kevin Murphy. I have an Amazon gift card. I will be looking at Check it out. It's really entertaining. Do that. Um, I don't know if you make any New Year's resolutions, movie-wise. Or... My, uh, it's always the same. My goal is to, uh, since I was, uh, maybe, maybe about a junior in high school, it was, uh, and this number seems ridiculous now, and I've, I've blow past it most every year, but my goal is always the same. I have to see a minimum of 52 new movies for the year. Okay. <laughs> that's that's it. That's, that's the bare minimum that's oh, acceptable yeah, probably, like, to me. That's that a movie now, with... at least. I used to. I'm a little, okay. bo- I'm a, I double it. Or okay. get real close to doubling it in recent years, but I, I again, I see so much old stuff, and I'm not counting that. And I don't count the old okay. stuff. I keep up with that anyway. I truly, that is movies released in the calendar year. That was my. That's always my goal. That's that's the number one prime directive at the beginning of the year. <laughs> and uh, it's it's easily achievable at this point. It's right. harder when you're 16. It's easier when you're older and can drive. Oh, it's have also an harder though when you hit that valley section where you have two young kids. You know, not if you have a very understanding wife. <laughs> My wife was a lovely movie widow for me. It was it was easy. I just had to put the kids to bed and then I could go to a movie. So okay. it was it was which I would be willing to do. She understood. Nice. I love you, Dean. Thank you. Well, we want to hear your uh, New Year's resolutions. If you're if there's something you're looking forward to in the new year that you want to try, new movie commitments you want to make, tell us about them. Tell us what you want to see us do. Uh, this episode is also setting up. It's it's a new year here and. Uh, grad school kind of kept me away from this for a bit. I know we had some issues with schedules and there were injuries, there injuries, were illnesses. There was a wild, wild December, everybody. But I'm hoping 2020 is going to be a really great year for this. And I think we're going to have a lot of fun. We're going to set up some stuff. So I just wanted to encourage all of you, if you're just coming to the show or you're listening for the first time in a while, because we haven't posted in a while, uh, remember that we have a Facebook page. We have a Twitter account. 
Uh, we have, I believe we have an Instagram even. Um, and I'll put all those in the show notes. And if we don't have the Instagram, I won't put it in there. Uh, but we do have an email address <laughs> where you can communicate with us. Um, we even have a Patreon and we'll try and get that going a little bit more this, uh, this year. But I'm hoping it's going to be a fun year. I think we're going to have, we're going to come up with a lot of topics to talk about. If you want to start our official Instagram, we would gladly let you do that. I'm 90% sure we have an Instagram that I had posted on in like last February or something. And, and I think it was just a picture oh. of the microphone. Going, we're going to start a podcast. I'm going to have to break down and get the gram now, aren't I? <laughs> so, so yeah, that's it. But mostly, I want to tell you, come back in next week. We are going to have our best of the 2010s. And uh, I think it's going to be really fun. So, until then, Perry, where people, where can people find you? You can find me on Facebook. You can find me at Twitter at Perry Loves Film. You can hear me every Friday morning on WLBY, 1290 AM in Ann Arbor on the Lucy and Lance show talking about movies usually new, sometimes old. And you can usually find me in the middle of third row at your local multiplex. Chris, where can we find you? You can find me on Twitter at Mere Christianity. And, um, you can find my other podcast at what is the name of it? We haven't done it in like two months. I haven't been on it in two months. They've been doing it. Wasting Time Wasting with time. Chris, Beth, and Matt. Uh, and we actually are recording four episodes next week. So I'm excited to get all back on the podcast now. Um, so yes, we will see you next week. Hear you next week. You'll hear us. Bye. Bye. <laughs>